The Inroad to Gen Con, a series of short podcasts reflecting on the people, events, and experiences of Gen Con 2014 from our Inroads team. Episode 2, Sunday's Coming. So last year I got on the podcast and said that my highlight of Gen Con was the church service on Sunday morning. And that continues to be a fact. I can, I have a lot of fun at Gen Con. I do a lot of work at Gen Con. I met a lot of people, and I sat down and had great conversations, both in some kind in a, a ministerial kind of way, or just you know just enjoying people's company. I met people in the gaming industry. I met other podcasters. There was a lot going on this year, you know, being in the booth and, and being there as a representative of Inroads. But it's still the Sunday service. It's still the Sunday service that gets me. And I could have put the Sunday service into the next episode and just had it be part of that experience, but I really wanted you guys to, to kind of get the, the same feeling that I got, the same vibe that I got from hearing Derek speak and hearing everybody get together in song. Now, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't get into this because of, of time constraints and some other issues, but you're going to get to hear Derek preach a sermon, and you're going to hear as the crowd gathers together to sing Amazing Grace in, in what is now kind of becoming tradition to to end it with amazing grace i hope that you guys listen to this and have the same kind of vibe that i do knowing that people from all over the country if not all over the world are gathered in this one room there are cosplayers there are war gamers there are role players and there are casual gamers all together praising one god so i hope you guys like this before we have communion together, I thought we would have an appropriate scripture. Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Let's pray. Almighty Father, whose dear Son on the night before he suffered, instituted this sacrament of his body and blood, mercifully grant that we may thankfully take it in remembrance of all of its mysteries. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please pray your hearts. And mines. It looks like our cleric is ready to uh, cast his spell here. Is that about right there? <laughs> I don't cast spells. God does all the casting. So. Well, again, good morning. Uh, my name is Derek White. Some of you know me as the Geek Preacher. I am a United Methodist pastor. I pastor in Tennessee. Uh, and this morning, I feel like I'm back home because one of the things you do as a pastor, you have to make sure you give someone the right scripture verses to put in the bulletin. And as a pastor, I often have to say, "Uh uh-oh, I made a mistake, and it was a typo. And so the passage is actually not Matthew 10, 10 through 28. That was a long passage. Yeah, it's actually Matthew chapter 15. Same verses, somewhat, but we'll get to that. But what's interesting, when I really noticed this this morning, is verse 16 on this. So I'm just going to start off with a bit of trivia. It says, uh, verse 16, listen, I am sending you out to be sheep among wolves. You must be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. 
And what's interesting is that was the first tattoo I got was uh, based off of that scripture. So I thought that was kind of neat. But today, what I want to do is I want to read to you from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, starting in verse 21. And one of the reasons this is important to me is, you know, I'm not at my home church today. I pastor two churches. And so the person preaching for me today is my 15-year-old daughter. And uh, she is preaching on the same text of scripture I'm preaching on. <laughs> and so up and all week long, she has been sending me her sermon notes, asking me to help edit it, uh, ideas. That's what they, this is just her second time to preach in a few months. So dad's excited. Dad's very excited. But I'm also nervous because I'm not there with her today. But she is preaching on this same text, Ed. So as I've been working on it with her, uh, I've been working on my own as well. So today, let us hear from Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. I'm reading from the voice translation. Jesus left that place and withdrew to Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman, a non-Jew, came to him. And she was crying out and she said, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is possessed by a demon. Have mercy, Lord. Jesus said nothing, and the woman continued to wail. His disciples came to him, do something, she keeps crying after us. And Jesus replied, I was sent here only to gather up the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came up to Jesus and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. And Jesus replied, it is not right to waste the children's bread by feeding dogs. But Lord, the woman replied, even dogs eat the crumbs that fall by the table as their master is eating. And Jesus, whose ancestors included Ruth and Rahab, spoke with kindness and insight. And he said to the woman, you have great faith and your request is done. And her daughter was healed right then and from then on. May this be the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, to me, that's an interesting passage, because there's a lot of background there we don't get in our culture, and one of the things about it is this Canaanite woman came from a people who were enemies of Israel, and I tried to think about what that Canaanite woman would look to us as a bunch of geeks. What would that Canaanite woman look like? Because she would have been considered evil to an Israelite. She would have been considered the wrong sort of people. And then, of course, last night, who was down here in Indy last night? Anybody? All right. What did y'all see walking around? Colts fans. The jock is the enemy of the geek, right? What's that? We got all the good parking space. And we got all the good parking space. That's right. But they, that's it. The jock often, you know, for those of us who grew up and knew what it was like to get thrown in trash cans, that was me, by, by, by jocks. You know, I realized those are my Canaanite women. What would I do if they came up to me and they said, hey, this is what I need. Get away from me. You don't need anything. You've already had everything. You were the popular ones. You were the good ones. You were the cool kids. Get away from me. But I really need help. No. I'm here to serve the freaks and the geeks, my people. No, I truly need help. Now, see, what Jesus did was an old rabbinical trick. 
He knew what this woman was. He knew who she was. And rabbis of old would come up to people and they would test them with three questions to see if they were truly serious. And Jesus was testing her. He wasn't trying to insult her. He was trying to test her to see if she was really serious about it. Really serious about entering the kingdom. Because you see, in the first part of Matthew's gospel, there's an interesting thing about Jesus. You see, Jesus... In his ancestry, you know those big, long genealogies we ignore? Unless we're geeks. We like to read crazy little trivia like that. Uh, But in those big, long genealogies of Jesus, you see four amazing women. One's name is Rahab. She's a prostitute. Another's name is Tamar, another woman who acted as a prostitute. You see Ruth, a Gentile. A person outside what would be considered the family of God. And yet, these people are in Jesus' genealogy. Because you see, Jesus says, I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. But he's really saying, I'm here for the whole world. Because the kingdom of God is bigger on the inside than on the outside. Any Doctor Who fans here? All right. I know this guy. What does TARDIS stand for? Time and relative dimension of space. And he said it right. (laughs) Time and relative dimension in space. Not dimensions. It's singular. But the TARDIS, bigger on the inside than on the outside. And that's what the kingdom of God sadly too often looks like. Because see, Clara Oswald famously said, it's smaller on the outside. That was her line if you've been watching the new Doctor Who. She was the first companion to walk in and say, it's smaller on the outside. And that was kind of odd. Everybody else says it's bigger on the inside, but she said it was smaller on the outside. And so often that's the way the kingdom of God looks. It looks really small on the outside. As if it's this little box just for a set group of people. Just for these so-called few people, that's all the kingdom of God looks like it's for. But if you're like me and you grew up watching Doctor Who since you were a, a little child, you realize when you go into the TARDIS, he says things like, watch out for the swimming pool, watch out for the library. Oh, the botanical gardens are over there. You see, the kingdom of God is humongous. To everyone, it looks very small, as if it's just for a select, chosen few. But when you walk through the door to the kingdom of God, just like you walk through the wardrobe in the Chronicles of Narnia, it is humongous. The kingdom of God is for everyone and welcomes us all. And we step in. Now, here's the interesting thing about the TARDIS that I love. The TARDIS touches on two dimensions. The dimension here, and if you read about it, it touches on another dimension that's broader. So often we think of the kingdom of God as the place we go after we die. But just like the TARDIS is present in reality, but expands further into another dimension, that's the way the kingdom of God is here. And you, my friends, are the kingdom of God. You touch two worlds right here and right now. You expand beyond anything. People see you, but you hold the kingdom of God within you. That's what Jesus said. The kingdom of God is within you. Because you see, friends, you are bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. 
And for guys like me and my buddy Mike Perna, that means we're humongous. <laughs> Amen? You're bigger on the inside. And so what I want to leave you with is this thought. We often get down to the very personal, but I want to tell you about the church. Many churches look small and exclusive. They look closed off to people like us. But let me tell you, more and more churches I'm finding are bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. We look at them, they seem small, they seem exclusive, as if we, as if we can't go in, we can't fit. But believe me, there is a church for each and every one of you, a community of faith. Because the interesting thing about the doctor is he's no fun without a companion. (laughs) Some of the worst Doctor Who episodes are when he is without a companion. So he always has to find a companion to keep him straight. And that's what we need. We need companions. Yes, we have Jesus. But he didn't say, where you're gathered by yourself, I'm there present. He said, we're two or more gathered in my name. So I encourage you, find a community of faith. Because when one TARDIS lands on top of another TARDIS, what happens? It explodes. It, It can't explode. Or it can spiral out of control. Or it can just be one giant tesseract in which you get lost. See, I am a geek. And so I want you to get lost in the kingdom of God with your brothers and sisters. And I want you to bring in, I'm not going to tell you to bring in the freaks and the geeks. You are pretty good at that. <laughs> find the outsiders. You see, now we're the insiders. Let's find the outsiders, the jocks, the, the people who normally we don't get along with, those straight-laced church folks who need us to strike them up a little bit. Find them and invite them into God's kingdom because they need the kingdom of God just as much as we do. And we need them just as much as they need us. But we don't need them to protect us. We just need them to learn about what their world's like. Because in the kingdom of God, there are infinite, infinite worlds. And so I invite you today to join me with a journey into the kingdom of God through our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, we thank you for your wonder and your glory and your love. We ask your blessing upon each and every person here. We ask that you guide us and you direct us. And help us to go out with the message. The kingdom of God is bigger on the inside than it appears on the outside. Amen. The end of Gen Con is always a little bit of a sad thing because you leave the world of geeks and go back to normality. Unless you've converted your family, in which case you're okay. Uh, Amen. And sometimes I feel the same way on Sunday when I leave church and go back out into the world. There's a mission field, of course, but sometimes you feel somewhat lonely. But we have this, and I'm so glad to come here and spend time with fellow Christians and have the chance to do this no matter where I go um, in the world. And more than that, we have our Savior Jesus Christ. And so due to the fact that we never get music right in any of these, several years ago we started singing Amazing Grace a cappella style at the end. And I like doing so. So now, all four verses, here we go. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me.
White giving the message that the kingdom of God is bigger on the inside, and at the end there, leading us in amazing grace, is Tom Vassell from the Dice Tower. So guys, I hope you go out and enjoy this Sunday, if you're listening to it as I'm done recording and about ready to post this, and if not, I pray that you just remember that God isn't locked down to a day. He isn't locked down to a place, and in one occasion, he was there with a whole bunch of people who the outside world kind of thinks is a little weird going to church. <laughs>